everybody, welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. Matt, we've never done this before. Yeah, no. How, how did that happen? How? We've been doing this show for over a year. I dare say a year and a half. Yep. We we never did this? <laughs> we had so much Batman Ever. and Superman movies. Yes. I'm I'm thinking back to the weeks <laughs> where you and I just we're we're just bashing ourselves over the heads. What are we going to talk about on the episode next week? I have no ideas. Grasping at straws. Putting up let's, polls on Twitter, putting up polls on Facebook, asking our friends. Let's talk about all the iterations of the title. At, at one point I I turn at one point I turned to ChatGPT. <laughs> and 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 we didn't do this. We didn't do it. We did not do top three live action DC movies. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? <laughs> I'm telling we you, we don't I deserve to have this show. <laughs> we don't. We don't deserve to have this show. I'm going to put it up to we've been concentrating so much on trying to keep everything Batman that we just never, never thought to do this because we did top top yeah. three Batman movies. But I mean, but we've never been afraid to go to go wider yes, DC when 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 the content needed it. Um, <laughs> God, we're stupid. And here's the thing: here's here's the really screwed up thing about this. We're banking this episode. Yeah, this isn't even coming out the week that we're recording it. This is getting recorded and stuck in the can until we have a week where we're out of ideas. So we, I don't even know how far into the future of this podcast it could come out as episode 75. It could come out as episode 200. I don't know. Do you realize <laughs> that we remade DC phase one before we talked about live? I'm very much aware. <laughs> we, we spent, we spent three episodes. <laughs> Three episodes recreating, rewriting the entire first first chapter of the DCEU, starting with Man of Steel, before we did this. <laughs> we no, no, Matthew, Matthew, we reviewed and remade the Shadow before we did this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Shadow is not a DC character. <laughs> He's adjacent. <laughs> but it's yeah. Like, man. On the flip, though, <laughs> when you take out Superman and Batman movies, it is slim pickings to find favorite DC live action movies, especially when you're like this dickhead and don't like anything in the current DCFU. Yeah. Pre 2005, all you had were Batman and Superman. Yeah, and occasionally it. Swamp Thing, which may Pre come up later. Well, maybe pre two thousand five because because we, we said oh, we'll do anything that's not Batman Robin, and then we were like, oh, how many movies does that leave? I was like, ah, it says there's enough in there to make a top Three, five. Four. There was not. <laughs> Swamp Thing, Return of Swamp Thing, Supergirl, and um, Catwoman. Catwoman and pre Batman came out, Catwoman came out in two thousand five, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. So we we did some. We, so then it was like, man, maybe it's a good thing we didn't try to do this all that time ago. Because because yeah. at least now, in the time since we've done this done this uh, show, 
more DC stuff has come out. Um, and this, and if anything, that will give people a window into the into whenever the hell this episode comes out. Because uh, as of right now, Blue Beetle is about a week and a half old, uh, two weeks old, I think. Um, two, yeah, about to be two, and uh, doing well, not great, but well. Probably going to break even at best. It's got legs. Uh, we'll see, but we'll see. But it's got a lot working against it, unfortunately. Um, so who knows? Maybe by the time you guys listen to this, it crossed a billion dollars. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe because right now Barbie is the most successful movie Warner Bros has ever put out. Maybe Blue Beetle overtakes it. Not a chance in hell. Uh, so <laughs> now we vamp for five minutes about how stupid we are. Uh, let's get into <laughs> our top three non-Batman and Superman DC movies. Our yeah. one caveat was that neither Batman nor Superman could be central to the plot. Yes. That was our, they may have a cameo in some of these. They may be referenced in some of these. Doesn't matter. As long as their existence is not central to the plot of the movie, we will not be talking about it. Correct. That was the caveat. And And there there are some things we won't, there's some things you might expect us to bring up on this show that we're going to save for when we do top five or top three, top five, top three vertigo movies correct because in doing research for this we realized hey you know some of these are vertigo not dc maybe we should do vertigo separate so we have another episode we can put in the can for later when we run out of ideas yes yes yes. uh so that's that's the distinction we're making and and there's a couple of these we may have given a caveat or two uh we'll get to that should we have to uh, yes. which I'm sure we probably will for one of them. Cause if it's not on both of our lists, I would be amazed. Yeah. I, I, I'll be, I'll be, I'm I think we're gonna have more... the same number one. We're just having different or we have a yeah. same number one. Number two, my number two is pr- I'm thinking in your list and then and we have my, our threes are going to be weird. Three or two. My, our number threes are going to be different. I know that for a fact. Um, I'm also curious to see what's going to be on our honorable mentions. If, if, I, if you have any, I have a couple because we thought about doing a top five but ultimately what it came to is there's three of these that i genuinely really like and the rest of them i could put on the top five list but i would have to grit my teeth about it a little bit yeah top it's to me when you say top five it's top five favorites yeah not the top five of the list of movies yeah exactly my my, my number five should not be well this is on here because it's not as crappy because <laughs> it's the not other the four. worst it's not the worst yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was like i was like there's i can i can pick a strong confident top three and i can pick a middle of the ground i'll live with it top five uh but but more on that later uh let's let's get into this man <laughs> let's see what happens let's see. you go uh, first brother you're the younger first? All right. Youngers first. All right. I know, I know for a fact mine is nowhere near your list, and that is uh, uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. You're correct. Continue. Yeah, I, I know that's not your. I know that's not your preferred your preferred style of DC movie. Here's why this made my number three, and my number three was hard to pick. And I'll get into that when we get into our honorable mentions. Um, this movie is a one that reminded me why I love James Gunn. And it's not that I had forgotten so much; it's just I hadn't seen him do anything in a while because it had been a while since guardians two yeah and guardians three wasn't happening until well after this movie i mean in our current timeline it was only a couple months ago it just hit disney plus recently so um 
So it had been a while since I'd really sat with James Gunn. And, and not only that, but with this being a rated R film, James Gunn uh, kind of just got to do his thing. And it's not that he didn't get to do his thing with the Guardians movies, but because it was a Disney property and it was meant to be a, a more widely appealing, obviously you had to have some amount of restraint in what you put into the movie. Yes. With the Suicide Squad, you can kind of just let James Gunn do what James Gunn do. And and James Gunn did what James Gunn did. This was one of those situations where, you know, we, we talk about people like uh, 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 Tim Burton. Like, you never let, never let Burton go full Burton because then it just gets yeah. weird. That's when you get, that's when it gets weird. Whereas opposed to like Nicolas Cage, where you always let Nicolas Cage go full cage. Always go full cage. When you have the option for full cage, you take full cage. James Gunn is one of those people, if you, if you have the option for full gun, you go full gun. Yeah. When James Gunn is left to his own devices, good things happen. And I think James Gunn made it one of the most interesting, entertaining, well shot, well edited, well acted, well directed movies, especially in a comic book realm that I've seen in a very long time. Now, I understand people have their qualms as far as like maybe they're not as big of fans of like the hardcore violence and things like that. That's perfectly fine. That's that. That's a taste. That's a that's a taste issue is all that yeah. is. That's not yeah. a. That, but in terms of like overall filmmaking, this is one of the most well-made films. I don't feel like a second is ever wasted. And sometimes I get a little tired of like gratuitous cameos for cameos sake. You know, when you, we, we talked about Batman and Robin and how Bane was, you didn't need Bane in the movie. He contributed absolutely nothing to the movie. But when you look yeah. at like even the smallest character cameos in this movie serve a purpose. And it's, it's one of those, it's one of the crown, crown examples of like, yeah, this could have been a nameless goon. It's more interesting to make it a known character, though. Yeah. No, I, I think, like, it didn't grab me, but it wasn't like, this sucks. It was just one of those, like, like some of this is cool. Some of it, I mean, the biggest crime this film committed is not James Gunn's fault. And that is the only thing I liked about the first Suicide Squad was Will Smith is dead shot. So the oh, fact so that him he's... Yeah, I did not come back. I was like, and then it was just so obvious, like you just wanted to replace him. Like, was there a point where they finally went like, okay, no, we can't just have it just Elba be dead shot. Let's yeah. make him um, is he Sportsmaster? Um, no, um Crap on a cracker. I forget his character's name. That's <laughs> sad. Uh <laughs> that's not okay. Uh I, I just think... watched this again recently. Uh that's wow. I think he's to be, to be fair. To be fair, <laughs> I've imbibed a little, but um, uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Blood you, okay. you were close. You were close. I was going to say he's not Sportsmaster, but that would have been cool. Uh, I actually wouldn't. Have, Sportsmaster seems like the kind of character James Gunn could have some fun with. Put him in Peacemaker season two. Seriously. Yeah. Put Sportsmaster and make that. Oh, there you go. Good villain for season two is Peacemaker. Um, yeah, Idris Elba was announced way early in the production of that movie because I think from what it sounds like is there was just there was a lot of hardcore contract negotiations with Will Smith um, where they were trying to get him back. But I but but kind of like you, this type of movie isn't his bag like this type of movie isn't the kind of thing Will Smith usually does, especially not these days. Um, he's always tried to have a wider appeal to his stuff. Even bad boys as risque as bad boys gets, it still has a pretty, pretty wide appeal. Yeah. This, this, this particular brand of comic book movie is, is gotta have a, a much more niche audience, particularly to an audience that 
isn't really where Will Smith goes. Like the the raw, there's really super raunchy stuff. So I get why Will Smith would probably ultimately want to stay away. But yeah, you don't want to just recast. It would it would look bad from an optics standpoint if you just recast Will Will Smith the is as Deadshot and just made Idris Elba Deadshot. It would look kind of weird if you just replaced Will Smith with just who's a popular black guy right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So at least give him at least give him is a different character, and all the characters in this movie for the most part are meant to be kind of deep cut. So Bloodsport was a good one to go with because you also get the the fun play around he has with John Cena as Peacemaker. Yeah. yeah. And, and ultimately, I have to give this movie props because it does lead us to that great, fantastic Peacemaker show. Yes, it does. Also, props to them for doing Star of the Conqueror. That yes. took guts. This yes. movie, for, for whatever you may not like about it, this movie, they took chances with this movie. They made choices. And I think for the most part, they all worked. I, I think that this is just a... Honestly, this is the Suicide Squad movie the first one should have been. I think so. Yeah. I think I think when I watch this movie, this is what I think of when I think of a Suicide Squad movie. Not the Suicide Squad versus Enchantress where we rip off the first arc of Justice League Dark. Like that's yeah. anyway. And then and then nobody dies because it's not. And then Joker has no reason to be in the movie in any way shape or form, but he's there. Oh. No. Anyway, moving on. All right, what's your number yeah. 3? My number three swamp thing, just because I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I know you did. You were so bummed when I told you I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I, I I was hoping you hadn't seen it and so, you would watch it and we'd have fun. So to, be, to to full disclosure, guys, <laughs> I don't particularly care for this movie, and I'm usually I'm usually more on board with stuff like this. I saw this movie way late in life. I saw this movie after I'd already seen the Swamp Thing series on DC Universe. And that is a significantly better example of good Swamp Thing. And so it kind of ruined this one for me. Yeah, th this one is one of those like this was an HBO staple back when they didn't have a lot of movies. So I think I've watched this movie at least 20 or 30 times as a kid. And it wow. hit all all the different like, you know, buttons for me. It was a comic book. There was crazy sword fight, blah, 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 whatever. It had uh, Adrian Barbeau, which is kind of funny because when I rewatched it, for fanboy junction i didn't i don't know if i only had watched it on like hbo or tbs so i've forgotten that there was the weird nude scene of her or if it just wasn't mm. in the cuts of the things i had seen because that caught me off guard and i'm really glad i wasn't watching it with my son because it's not even like a hey look at her it's a hey look at her so <laughs> oh yeah no it's not subtle yeah. it's not subtle at all yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the way because also you, you got to remember about about this, you know, this movie comes out in 82 yeah pg-13 isn't a thing until 85 yeah this is still three the first pg-13 movie is is red dawn so it was in, uh, temple of doom the temple of doom is what created the pg-13 okay 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 temple of doom create temple of doom creates pg-13 red dawn is the first don't ask me how i know that it's a much longer story than i like to tell on the, on the podcast no, um no. But uh, so this is back when PG was like you were going to see everything from the occasional crap or damn to boob. I mean, yeah. Howard the Duck was rated PG. Yeah, and you see duck tits in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, duck you do. Tits. Woo. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop because I was about to go with you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to ruin some childhoods right there. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Please. Uh, no, please. no, you're fine. You're talking I, about a movie you like. Go ahead. 
I really liked it as a kid and I hadn't watched it in probably 20 or 30 years and watched it. And I was like, man, this movie kind of oddly holds up. And I think the biggest thing that kind of surprised me is that so many of the movies back then, the, the girl was the damsel in distress. Right. And even though he does save her a lot, she tries and she shoots, she gets in a gunfight. She only calls on him or he only comes help her when she gets way in over her head. It's not like she's just, ah, but it was just like, wow, this movie's kind of weird and dark and scary and like all nuts. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, one of those weird, like, I need to see if I can find an edited version so my son could watch it and see what he would think about it. But you know, at the same time, the, the, the costume's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It's really not great. It's not a good look. The thing with this movie is every time I watch it, I can tell they're shooting on a set. Yeah, there's some of the it. stuff where you're like, this is a set. And again, I get that it's 82. Yeah. So so suspension of disbelief, like it's 82. It's a it looks like they're on a set. <laughs> they did not have a lot of money to make this movie. That's for well, sure. No, it's it's Swamp Thing in 1982. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. And that's the weirdest thing. Like I think we talked about it earlier. It's like, what? Why Swamp Thing? Yeah. Batman's been out. Superman has Superman's had two movies. There no Batman ha- Batman had a TV show. Batman has the only thing we've had at this point has been the Superman Adam West movies. the Adam West yeah. Batman movie. So this is just one of those weird like did they had just gotten the rights like what made them do Swamp Thing? That is just so freaking weird. So so here's the thing, okay? This movie comes out in 1982. It has a budget of 2.5 million dollars. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm not done. Batman the movie comes out in 1966. It has a budget of $1.3 million. <laughs> so its budget was barely more than that of the 66 Batman movie. And the 66 Batman movie, I think, looks better than this one. And I don't mean to keep dunking on your number three. I really don't. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm not upset. But I keep but I keep doing it, and that's rude of me. But, yeah. Here's what I'll say. Here, I, I want to say some positive things about this movie. Okay. It launched some DC careers. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. launched some DC careers because Adrian Barbeau goes on to voice Catwoman on uh, Batman the Animated Series uh, for its entirety. Um, yeah. And then you get Ray Wise, who has had a pretty goddamn good career since this movie and is also an Akron, Ohio boy, just like me. I'm just throwing that out there. As well. There you go. There you go. There you yeah. go. Went to Kent State. So my brother went. Um, you, you, you know, no, like, like it's not like this movie kills anybody's career yeah and people i will say i know i'm kind of in the minority here most people like this movie or at least yeah. have nostalgic love for it yeah i, I totally get that it, it's it's just because of when i saw it yeah. <laughs> i saw well, it, it in my 20s after the better swamp thing yeah and see this is one of those like i wouldn't mind going back and watching it again I can't sure. say that about most of the other films in this list of live action DC films. By the way, one million dollars in 1982 is equivalent to one point to three point one six seven million. So if they had two point five million dollars, that's what two times. That's basically like ten million, <laughs> just it's under ten, 10 million dollar budget. So so <laughs> yeah, in twenty twenty three terms, they had a, tw- a ten million dollar budget. Keep in mind, Deadpool had sixty five. Yeah. Man. They had they had they they had to use like that to make a costume to get all these just film in a swamp. 
And but you know, but you know what I think is the ultimately the saving. The reason this movie is even I think as good as it is is because Wes Craven's the one running the show. Yeah. I mean, you put Wes. Cra- I mean, because if you're going to make a, a Swamp Thing movie in '82, of course you get the King of Horror. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's a that's a no brainer. That's like when they got Tim Burton to, to do the Wednesday show for Netflix, and I realized. How has it taken us this long to have Tim Burton do anything with the Adams family? He should have been doing it this entire time. Uh, yeah. So when you get something like this, yeah, you get Wes Craven. Wes Craven's riding high right now. Yeah, um, it's it, and I think that's what I, I don't hate the movie. It's just don't. This is not my thing. But I think what makes it as good as it is is the fact that you've got someone as like Wes Wes Craven who's from the horror realm, and you talk about low budgets. This is a man who knows how to stretch a stretch a tight budget for a film. And indeed. And you know, look. It's it's I was eight. It was adventure. Right. It was yeah. <laughs> I, it's again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on before I make this any more controversial. No, 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 you're fine. I'm just playing with you. Um, all right. So I think at this point, I'm you, wondering if we have the same list. We might have the same list because I know you know what my number one is. Yes. Okay. So. Number two, I have Watchmen. Yeah, we have the same list. We have the point. same list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Um, we, we almost, well, no, it would have been the same because the only one that I was debating on was my number three, really. Um, yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen. This movie rules, man. <laughs> it's it's really good. I have some like this is where I really feel like had Watchmen come out five or ten years later when the superhero genre had become a really big money making thing. Yeah. He could he could have gotten money to cast some other like half the cast works like yeah dude Jeffrey Dean Morgan <clears throat> as a comedian just oh flawless. perfect flawless um. Personally, I like Patrick Wilson as Night Owl. I think I he's like perfect. Him too. I I'm struggling to think of anybody in this cast I'm not on board with. Honestly, I I I think Maylene Ackerman is not what could have been that great with that character. But I mean, whatever. I um, I, I I have a I'm 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 looking at the cast list right now. I think she I think she's fine as Lori. Honestly. She's okay. Like yeah. it, it wasn't like she's one of those like I don't know off the top of my head if I could think of somebody better. I just don't particularly think she did it for me in this role. Okay. Um, um but, but Crudup is Dr. Man Billy Crudup is Dr. Manhattan is I think like he's so good. He's really, really good. He's one of those that I'm like, I don't know if getting somebody else in that role makes that role better. If that makes sense. The only the only name I saw, I haven't done a whole lot of research, but the only name I remember seeing that they also considered for the role was Keanu Reeves. That's not yeah. a joke, which I don't think that at this point in Keanu's career, I don't think that works. No, my my biggest I think the biggest error, in my opinion, of the casting is Matthew Goad as as husband Diaz. I don't think he works as that character. I think that should have been your name. So original originally. um Originally, I know Zack Snyder wanted Jude Law for that, and I think Jude Law would have absolutely crushed that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked, I liked Matthew Good's look. 
I liked his look as Ozymandias. I thought he looked the part. There were times in the movie, I will say this, as somebody who didn't read the book before watching the movie, I pegged him as the villain like the moment I saw him. Correct. And the thing of it is, is like my biggest problem with him in this movie is like, it's obvious he's all costume. He's not a big guy. And that yeah. kind of stuff gets on my nerves. Which is which is a bummer because he is like my, Matthew Good is like he's he's a big tall dude. I just yeah. I don't buy him as Ozymandias all the time. It just it's just he he's really good at being evil. Yeah. He's very good at being evil, but he's but he's not supposed to be evil. But he's not supposed to be evil. If they were, See, I, yeah, I like it should have been Brad Pitt. Like that's all I keep going to is it should have been Brad Pitt. Well, apparently they apparently they considered Tom Cruise for this at one point, which that absolutely, absolutely weird. not. That, absolutely not. Not a chance. I don't want to watch Ozymandias run around for two hours. Okay. I don't know. I just want to see if they do the music. <laughs> you know. Um, but I mean, but we're we're kind of burying the lead here. I mean, Jackie Earl Haley as as Rorschach. I mean. I mean, come on. That is. I think he's really good. I, that I is. Oh. He's one of the, he's kind of, in my opinion, he's like Billy Grunup. Like he does a really good job. I can't off the top of my head think of somebody who'd be better. I don't know if I would replace him, but he was, it was fine. Like I just didn't, I, like I said, Matthew Goad kills the movie for me so really? much. And Maylene Ackerman, I just kind of go like, like, I, I really feel like you could have gotten somebody else. I don't know why. Like, did you run out of budget and had to grab her? Like, <laughs> it's it really is interesting because like like because they they worked for me pretty good um here's what and i'll be like i know the movie was going like i know they were going for like not a hard r but it was supposed to be like they were making the comic book into a movie so they let Zack snyder breathe a little bit i will say and i understand why he did it but i think you could i think i think you could have left out miss dr manhattan being naked i i i I, because let's be honest that's all anybody talked about well, thing anybody seemed to want to talk about was the giant blue dick on screen. And I get it. It's hilarious. As a comedian, I appreciate how funny that is. But the, it, it kind of took over the, the, the conversation of the movie, though. The problem with it, in my opinion, is that like, OK, you could have made him naked, but you didn't have to make it bounce. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, but- that's where it gets really like. <laughs> That is not what I thought you were going to say. Because <laughs> all I thought, I remember telling telling my daughter this. I'm like, dude, do you think someone volunteered for that job? Or was that the new guy? Because someone had to animate it. It's CGI. Was, who, oh, so you want to know who the digital fluffer was? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. All right. We've got him walking, but I need you to go in there and just make it sway back and forth. <laughs> But here's but here's why I actually make and I realize it's a weird thing to make a big deal out of. But the reason I make a big deal out of it is because at other times in the movie he's got like a speedo on. So yeah. so clearly he has the option to not have have his swinging low sweet chariot. So why do it in this one scene when you've already established he can wear underwear and you see him? It only ever happens in this one moment in the movie. I so thought it was twice because was I saw it on IMAX and it was, it was oh, you, like, wow. Oh, so it was just all up in your face. Yeah. You're just like, holy, you got, I'm, you, you I'm got, glad this you isn't in 3d. You, you got teabagged <laughs> by Dr. Manhattan basically. Yeah. Um, 
but but seriously like like in all honesty like it just it felt like it felt like a choice and i i I am nothing if not a fan of Zack Snyder's choices because, man, when he swings for the fences, he swings hard. Um, I just, I don't know. It felt like a, it, I felt like either do it or don't do it. Like, don't do both. Go ahead, or, or just do the thing where he just doesn't have a dick because what does he need a dick for, honestly? Yeah, my thing, like, yeah, keep on the speedo. But no, my, I, I liked this movie. This is one of the rare times I'll say this. I like this way better than comic. I like it. Oh, way really? Yes. I don't know I how think, I feel about I don't, See, that's a question I've never asked myself, and I yeah. honestly don't know how I feel. Well, because honestly, I'm not a fan of the book. I'm not a fan of the comic. I oh, don't really? like the squid thing. I think I think what he oh. did is oh, you cool. Don't, you, you don't like the pirate story? <laughs> the pirate story is weird, but like when that I big squid it. drops, and I'm just going like, yeah. am I? It's weird. Why? It's so weird. The, the change they make in the movie, I think, is perfect. Yeah, I like that you actually see the quote unquote mystery figure kill comedian. Like, yeah. there was some stuff like I liked a lot of the action. I liked what they kind of added to it. Um, well, having him having having like actually seeing comedian get killed at the beginning of the movie sets the tone immediately. Yeah, that lets you know like right away like this is the movie you're about to watch, guys. Yeah, set settle in, buckle yeah. up. We just we just killed who you thought was going to be because Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a comedian was front and center in every trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So it's like, hey guys, that guy that a lot of you came. And this is and this is pre Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, so this is Jeffrey Dean Morgan on, on a kind of his first career run where he was where people where he was getting noticed a lot. Like, we just killed this guy off in the first five minutes. Yeah. Buckle you don't know up. what's going to happen. You know. Yeah. Every anyone can die in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate that choice of like, yeah, like, like this is what you, this is yeah. not because this is, you know, Batman Begins is out at this point. Yeah. And th- there's one thing I will say. Carla Cagina can do no wrong. And she continues that trend in this movie. Oh, Carla Cagino is a is a treasure. Carla Cagino is the world does not Hollywood does not deserve uh, as talented an actress as she is, because that whole story arc of her with her and the comedian and and her and her daughter. Yeah. Oh, that can go, that can go wrong so many different ways on screen if, yeah. if it's not handled correctly. And I think both her and, you know, props to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who had to play a truly despicable human being in, in, in one scene, couple scenes, really. Yeah. Um, the movie. In, in the movie. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's like two scenes where he's genuinely disgusting um and carla gugino handled those all of her scenes with with an incredible amount of dignity uh in her portrayal even the scenes where like she's older and she's kind of a train wreck it's like man she is still somehow just showing some level of grace through all of this especially once you find out the story it's like nah you know what let her drink let her have that obviously it's like it's like man that if i was her probably be doing the same thing honestly she's she has been through a lot and she has had to live with a lot on her own because she chose to keep her own secrets which obviously i I, god i wouldn't tell anybody i don't think i could yeah ever since son-in-law i've been deeply in love (laughs) with that woman (laughs) oh she was in son-in-law and i had this weird moment one day where i was like okay do I really, really like Carla Gacino because she reminds me of my wife 
Oh, or oh you told the story. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or did I marry my wife because you're my, and I don't know which one it is, and I don't care. My point is, it was just kind of one of those like, huh, okay. But yeah, she's awesome. She's been so fantastic at so many different things. Yeah. And she's one of those like, yeah, you don't replace her. She was fantastic. And the weird thing is she could no. still do it again now. If oh, you for sure. When we, when we did reboot of Watchmen for Fanboy Junction, we I moved it to the 80s because I was like, everybody in this movie could just play the character again. Oh, 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 absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not, it's not, not even a question. Um, Especially Carly- with de-aging technology now because they didn't have it back then and that was his thing. Yeah. They, the big thing that Zack Snyder was like, look, we can... We can age up young actors. We can't de-age old actors. Let me cast everybody young and yeah. age them up. And yeah. I thought that was a brilliant decision. Absolutely, it was. It was handled. Look, Zack Snyder, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He is, for the most part, really good at casting. He's great at casting. Yeah. He he can take pre-existing material if he sticks to it and do great with it. It's like, when you let him run wild that you're like, dude, come on, man. That's how you get sucker punch. Uh, look, every, yeah, every great director's got a blemish, and and Lord knows he's sucker punch exists. Um, look, but but seriously, like you talk about a guy, you know, we haven't really talked about Zack Snyder himself as far as this movie goes, but this this movie, this is one of those movies when someone says like, why do you love Zack Snyder so much? I show them something like Watchmen, and I'm like. Kind of the similar way that like like George Lucas, well, George Lucas can't write dialogue to save his life. The man is a is a true wizard at storycraft. Yeah. And I think Zack Snyder is in a similar situation where like he's not always the best in, in terms of like he's not in terms of like the best director, but the man knows how to make a movie that where every frame looks good. Yeah. He's a very visual focused director. And so I think that helps play into his casting where he not only picks good actors for his roles most of the time, every not, not nobody's perfect for the most <laughs> part, he's very good at casting people who were not only going to deliver a good performance, but are going to like to where that's going to, they're going to cut not when I say look good, I don't mean like physical attractiveness. I mean like where in terms of the color palette of the shot on screen, yeah. everything from their hair and skin and, skin tone to eye color is what it needs to be so that shot looks like the best version of itself where if i asked ai to create that shot that's what it's gonna look like yeah i always think that whenever i see a lot of these ai art it looks like a lot of this ai art pulls from like Zack snyder stuff because i'm like there's that's the kind of stuff that Zack snyder stuff looks like except his looks coherent as opposed to some of the crap that comes out of these ai generators Um, no, it, he's he like I love Three Hundred. I love this movie. There's some of the other movies he's done I really liked. Like, it's just sometimes he just the tone sometimes is off. But anyway, yeah. I, I I really do think this movie is superior to the comic. That is my personal opinion. Yeah. I'm also not the biggest Alan Moore fan, but I, I just kind of thought, more. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it, it, it it's a solid film. This I, is also this is also one of those first instances where we see where we see uh, examples of, hey, studios, stop editing Zack Snyder's films. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's there's three cuts of this movie. Yeah. Um, and when you and in his and his director's cut of this movie, his his definitive cut is is excellent. 
Um, and it's just, it just, it's the beginning of a long trend of like, man, when you let Zack Snyder edit his movies, they're, they're better. <laughs> yeah. The only, I think the only other thing that pull, not pulls me back, but I'm always kind of like, I can't say I hate it. It's just weird is how much they changed how Night Owl looked. And I think, but I think you had to, because that costume is kind of ridiculous. It, it is. And I think the other reason you do it is because this is, this is, because this comes out in what? 2009, um, right? 2009. Yeah. This is, this is post Batman begins in dark Knight. So Batman hype has never been higher. So yeah, yeah you take night owl. And you try to make him as close to he's he's like a weird amalgamation of Batman and and Ted Kord's Blue Beetle. Yeah, he's supposed to be based on Blue Beetle, but they just said no, he's based on Batman and made him look like Batman. Yeah. He's 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 based on Blue Beetle in every way but what he looks like. Everything else, all that's but yeah, he's he's Blue Beetle meets Batman, but in all the right ways. And and this is also this is the first time that I noticed Patrick Wilson as an actor. He's very good as Night yeah. Owl's movie. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he is. He's one of those like it was kind of interesting. The thing I read about him is they told him like, "Hey, you don't have to put on the weight," and he was yeah. like, "No, that that's what I have to do. Yeah, like I have to do that for this role. That's the whole purpose." Yeah. So he himself, even though they told him he didn't need to, he actually put that weight on. Yeah. Well, because because you know. Dan's Dan is the part of the reason Dan uh, doesn't nobody suspects Dan of being a superhero is because you look at Dan and you wouldn't think he's he's kind of a doughy guy with he's got thinning hair on top kind of like what I got going on right now <laughs> he he doesn't look anything like what a superhero would look like yeah but but man he's he kicks some ass in this movie he's good you know you know what night owl night owl is the heart of this movie because yes, he, he he's the character in this movie kind of it's kind of like what's what uh what silk specter is trying to be or uh, they're trying to do with silk specter but it's like he's the one who's like he's a hero to be a hero he yeah. he, he misses being a hero because he misses being able to help people you know that's why he got into doing it he, he wants to he wants to do the right thing he wants to be a hero for the best reasons and that's kind of what like rorschach and everyone are telling him is like that's you can't like we live in a world now where you can't do that like that that those kinds yeah. of heroes don't work anymore that's what the original watchmen were were meant to be and it's just it's not the world we live in now yeah. and it's it's just it's it's he, it's interesting to have your to have your batman blue beetle amalgam be be kind of the everyman yeah. in the movie as opposed to like the quote-unquote the hero because they could have very easily made this batman amalgam the main character hero because yeah. you know to build off that but they let him be what he needed to Zack snyder let night owl be what he needed to be for the sake of the story and and that's i mean that speaks a lot to why the movie's so good that is correct all right so our mutual number right, so one we're, we're gonna talk about constantine <laughs> Let's talk about Constantine. Yeah, because uh, this movie rules. <laughs> this movie's so good. And honestly, we haven't talked about it enough on this podcast. I don't feel like I talk about this movie enough in my life. And Constantine is, other than Batman, my favorite comic book character. This movie slaps, dude. I don't know why. Like, this movie should have gotten a sequel. And Keanu yeah. Reeves on Stephen Corberoso said specifically, this is the one character he wishes he could play again. Yeah. 
And you can tell again, like, and I think part of the reason this movie didn't do as well is because at the time people, I, I remember this specific, I remember seeing like, like, like entertainment magazine headlines about like people were pissed that he wasn't British and he wasn't blonde and his suit didn't look right. People like, like fans, like a lot of the fans they were counting on to go see this didn't go see it in theaters because yeah. they were miffed. Can you imagine if that was all, I mean, like when you look at what people get pissed off about when it comes to movies these days, it's like, man, remember, remember when that's what we were worried about was just yeah. his hair wasn't the right color because yeah, that's those, those are the two biggest differences, but this, this is a Constantine movie in every other capacity. He, Keanu Reeves is usually known for being such a nice guy man he does a good job of playing a dickhead like john constantine in this movie well and it's that whole thing like this is where his i don't want to say limited acting range let's be honest like keanu reeves yeah. is a movie star but like a, he's really good at what he does yes <laughs> and this is perfectly like you get somebody like keanu who take it or leave it sometimes his his characters aren't super in depth but that's kind of what makes constantine he doesn't connect anybody he yeah. doesn't care about anything and it's perfect my favorite thing my favorite moment in the movie or one of my favorite moments is when she's like can you point me in the right direction and he just points to his own door yeah <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like like he doesn't do as much quipping in this movie as i maybe would have wanted but this but keanu reeves oozes sass and oozes yeah. charisma in this movie my favorite scene to this day is when he pulls a fast one on on the singer from bush who i don't know why he's in this movie but he's also really good in this movie oh he's very good everybody's good in this but, movie but when constantine is basically like threatening him with absolution yeah. uh, to get him to confess then he just goes by the way you have to ask for absolution asshole <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh it's it's so good and i'm and i'm glad they were able to nail that especially because this is based on dangerous habits which is truly one of the most well-written comic book runs yes like ever i will die on that hill it's a story where 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 a guy pulls a fast one on satan and it makes sense like that's not easy to do it's it's wild man this movie is it's so good like we don't see constantine done again ever like i was gonna say well but ever until matt ryan steps up and that's yeah. years later well and and my thing is like i again like i don't mind him as as this character i think he's perfect and yeah dude look they change that kind of stuff all the time yeah. and i'm like I, I, like this is where i get into that whole like look nobody knew who constantine was i oh, appreciate yeah. no, 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 the fan, no. fandom went nuts but like no one really knew i didn't know who he was at this point this was my first exposure to constantine yeah I'm so not that's why i always crack up when like oh my gosh da, da, da. and i'm like you guys didn't know who he was why yeah. are you upset don't act like this like i was the biggest fan no you weren't no no you weren't but then when you get on that band it's like the same thing with uh Doctor Strange when they made the Ancient One white. And I'm like, yeah. guys, nobody, nobody knew who, knew who you was. Like five yeah. people knew who he was. You guys yeah. are just looking for something to be upset about. And and the people who did know who it was, like, yeah, no, I get it. But also Tilda Swinton crushed it. Um yeah. but, but like you said, like, like 
everyone's good in this. Can we spend a few minutes talking about how good Jaiman Hansu is with his limited screen time? Oh, he steals the show. Jaiman Hansu, every scene he's in, just chew that scenery, Papa Midnight. Chew that yeah. scenery. And it's, that's why we, we talked about this when we talked about Shazam Fury of the Gods. I love the end of Shazam Fury of the Gods when Jaiman Hansu shows up in that that sexy looking suit and hat right at the end. Yeah. It's basically the same suit that he wears in Constantine as Papa Midnight. And yeah. I remember seeing that in the movie and being like, that's going to be on the IMDB trivia page for this movie in a few months. <laughs> um, if you've never scrolled the trivia page about movies on IMDB, do it. It is a rabbit hole. You'll be glad you went down. And it makes that for is some, correct. Makes for great cocktail facts. Um, Jaiman Hansi was so good as because pa- Papa Midnight is a character that can go real racist real quick. Uh, yes. <laughs> woo. Uh, man, he, he, Jaiman Hansu, I mean, Jaiman Hansu is always good. Uh, but this is before Jaiman Hansu was like, like now Jaiman Hansu's in fucking everything. Yeah. And he, as he should be. Um, he's, he, but he's so good in this. And, and I was actually, you know, as somebody who this was his first exposure to Constantine, um, after reading the comics and then watching the movie again a few years later, I remember thinking, like, I'm actually kind of surprised, given where Hollywood was at the time, that Papa Midnight wasn't the villain. Yeah. But yeah. then again, if, if Papa Midnight was the villain, we wouldn't get Peter Stormare as Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Like, the only, I think the only nitpick problem I would have with this movie yeah. is that if you've ever seen the movie, the prophecy with Christopher Walken, no, it's very much like the exact same ending. Oh, really? Like the last third of this movie is almost the exact same thing. They can't defeat Gabriel. So they get Lucifer to help them out. And then they trick Lucifer into helping them and they get away with it. It was just really like, wow, that that's really almost nearly the same kind of, and it's, it's not exactly, beat for beat but that's like the end of the the prophecy is the end of this movie and i was like okay but at the same time like dude speed speeder peter stormare for being in the movie for five seconds fantastic um like everybody like rachel wise is awesome i didn't even like shia labeouf i i still don't know why people hate him i've always enjoyed him i want to point something out to go back to your thing about the prophecy dangerous habits came out Uh, dangerous habits hellblazer came first just saying oh i'm I'm sure i'm sure (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, and that's this is what that movie is also one of those weird like I don't think anybody's seen it but me. But yeah. um, no, dude, dude, even Shia, even Shia LaBeouf is good in this, and this is this is at a time where Shia LaBeouf was good in nothing. Like he was, uh, he was I like him. Listen, listen <laughs> he, he was good in Disney when he was in Disney. This is yeah. his. This is this is the first wisps of his career after Disney. Yeah, like even Stevens was done, and this was him just trying to get work. Like he did I Robot with Will Smith, no good. Um, this is the but th- this is one of those but this is when like when he when he popped up and stuff it was a bit part and it usually wasn't very good this is pre-transformers yeah this is uh this is pre uh whatever the hell else honestly honestly i'm not a big child above fan but uh he's he's surprisingly good in this like really and truly yeah surprisingly like again this is a character this is not my preferred take on Chaz, but uh, with the way it was written, Shia LaBeouf did really good. It could have gotten goofy quick. And yeah. I actually think he, uh, I think he, the way that they approached Chaz this particular way, they handled it really well. I, and I even liked the little tag scene at the end. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought that was great. I He's thought it was the angel. Yeah. Because yeah. because Shia LaBeouf really gets to like prove he's not useless uh in that third act um and and goes out like champ yeah yeah um what do you think of tilda swinton in this i thought it was interesting and weird but Mm -hmm. having done some additional studies i've gone through some weird research i've been doing lately yeah and like it it's fine it's works like i i don't the whole adronic Adronimus? Adronimus? Androgynous. There you go. Mm-hmm. Aspect of angels, like we just don't. It's well, there's it's, not a clear understanding of what they are, or who they are, no. or what it is. So, like, yeah, I, I was like, sure, that works. It's, Why not? It's a very like non-traditional take on angels. Number one, because you hear Angel Gabriel and you immediately think we're going to see a dude. Yeah, and then you hear a woman's voice, and then you realize it's Tilda Swinton, who's who's a very who. who I'll tell the Swinton, she you know she, she's a mother and. But, but she's a very androgynous looking person. Like it's really, she could, if they were doing a, a movie where she had the gender swap, she could do it easily. Um, yeah. And she's also just an, an incredible actress too. And it's, I'm, I'm so used to seeing Tilda Swinton do stuff where like, like language in the wardrobe was like, there's a bit, the, the language is a bit more Shakespearean, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or even like in Doctor Strange, where she's speaking kind of in kind of a like a mystical affectation. Yeah. In this one, like you get the angel Gabriel played by Tilda Swinton, who just leans down into Constance's face, just goes, "Dude, you're fucked." Yeah. <laughs> like, no. She kind of gets to be like a bit of a bro. Um, yeah. And it's it's also just like as far as adaptations go, it's not the most ad- it's not the most like panel for panel adaptation, but talk about a good adaptation of story themes. Like it hit all the stuff from dangerous habits that it needed to. Yeah. And I think like, sometimes you you like, you know, look, sometimes you get lucky and you can do panel by panel, like Zack Snyder did with 300. And sometimes you, you can't. And I think, you know, sometimes you go panel by panel, Mm -hmm. like they did with freaking, um, um, oh my God, Sin City. And it doesn't work at all. You know? Uh, I like parts of the first one. Yes. The second one's a train wreck. No, but there, there's some of it where I'm like, you should have just translated this for screen. You didn't have to go verbatim. Um, yeah. But I think that's what what this is, is like you get, you you move it to LA, you get him as the role, Keanu as a role. And I think the way that they patterned everything around him works perfectly. So. Here's an interesting fact about this movie. This is one of those cocktail facts I picked up from an IMDb trivia page. And it's actually, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I've written trivia questions with this fact the weapon the spear of destiny that uh is kind of the uh the check off check off spear of destiny in this movie uh mm-hmm. you know what other uh, uh comic book movie that was featured in hellboy hellboy it's the exact same prop like they yeah. literally just used the same prop uh, yeah. and hellboy was a year before this one i think that's just kind of excellent i don't know why i love that fact but i love that <laughs> fact uh because honestly because i think ron perlman's uh, hellboy movies are criminally underrated uh, that is correct they are very good movies both of them and i wish he had gotten a third one the david harbour one was not good but david harbour was very good in it uh constantine man this movie like it's just this is this is the movie that reminds people why they love constantine so much like if you can get past just the look and the voice being different i mean this movie is really good it's yeah. really good it's really good it's it's it, like my thing is like had it been it was still taking place in 
in London and it was Keanu Reeves, totally get everybody's complaint. But the fact oh, that they sure. moved it to LA, he's a guy from LA. Like, like it yeah. doesn't change well, but also anything. Anyone who's ever heard Keanu Reeves try to do a British accent knows it's best do he doesn't. We we all saw Dracula. Yeah, don't do that. Ooh. <laughs> um yeah, man. I this is a this is a movie like we've talked about in, in doing like our, our Batman breakdowns and that. We've talked about movies that like yeah, like 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 the Adam West sixty six Batman. Like yeah, I go back and watch that maybe like once a year. Same with like with like Michael Keaton's Batman. I watch it like every once every few months or something like that. I watch this movie a lot. This is yeah. a great rewatch movie. This is oh, one yeah. that pops up on on FX all the time. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. This yeah. is one of those that if I catch it, we're here. Oh yeah, you know, if I'm, like if I'm at a hotel or I'm at an Airbnb and I'm flipping channels and it and it's on, like all right, this is where we are for the next whatever. If, if I'm channel done. surfing and it's on, that's what we're watching. If somebody mentions the movie, that's what we're watching. I'm probably gonna end up watching it tonight, honestly, before I go to bed. Now that we've talked about it, nice. um, I have a friend of mine who's not particularly comic book geeky, but she fucking loves this movie. So whenever I watch it, I text her a picture of me watching it. He's like, <laughs> yes, movie rules. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so, like, those are our top three non-Batman, non-Superman DCs. Matt, do you got any? Uh, do you got any honorable mentions? I got a couple. I got two. Um, okay. What you got? One. One I want to mention is Blue Beetle. Yeah. And the only reason it's not on my list, I've only seen it once. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it more. It's I've after only... watch two or three. Maybe it'll knock Swap thing down. I've only watched it once. It was in the theater. And I didn't have a great theater going experience. I talked to you about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I want to see it again, like, and get, get to appreciate it, not being interrupted, not being pissed off. Cause I was ready to walk out of the movie. I was having such a bad time with the people in the <sighs> theater. Um, like we almost didn't get, didn't get to do our review. So, so I want to watch it again where I can truly watch and appreciate it. Also, it's one of those just because it's so new. I'm afraid I might have recency bias. Yes. So, because I did, I really, really liked the movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I thought about Blue Beetle, but but I was like, it's too, I can't. I got to see it again first. Yeah. Um, do you have any others? I mean. <sighs> ones that ones that you were like seriously debating, like, do I want to put this on my list? I think Wonder Woman would have rounded out my five, but that's the yeah. one where it's like, it's the least crappy of this group of films, yeah, and, you, but it has you into the Snyderverse at all. Well, my thing with this is like this movie has a fantastic first half, yeah, and then just craps the bed a in the third act. A bad. Act three is no good. Act three it one just one is no good. craps the bed, so, and it's, it's sad. You, it's a bummer because you got David Thewlis playing playing Ares, the God of War. Yeah, and the the other thing this this is one of those movies where I go like guys. There are literally dozens of comics and couple direct to DVD movies. Just, just do those. Just do that. Just, guys, it's not <laughs> hard, guys. Come on. Yes. It's just, but but also you got to keep in mind too, and and I think that's something because I was I was recently taught, listening to another podcast talk about uh, the Black Widow movie, and I think it's kind of a similar situation where it's like it should not have taken us this long for this to be the first one. Yeah. Like yeah. twenty, like twenty seventeen should not have been the first Wonder Woman movie. We should have already done worked the kinks out of that character in film by now. Yeah, and so that was kind of the big bummer. Was like this is the first solo Wonder Woman movie. We've got a Wonder Woman that people, for the most part, seem to really enjoy, and 
an interesting take on it. You know, Patty Jenkins is helming this thing. We like Patty Jenkins. And those first that, that the first two hours are, are so good. And it's not that the third act like sucks. It's just ah, uh, this is we've seen this. Well, and it, to me too, like I don't understand why they did the World War One thing. I like, do. I mean, I, 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 I totally get this movie was trying to to be DC's Captain America. This was trying I, to be yeah. Captain America, and I feel like you should have just done its own thing. It should have done its own thing, especially because like Wonder Woman traditionally didn't have a sword and shield until recently. Yeah, that was a new 52 thing when she got because when she was like super when she was like, like she's always been a warrior. But new 52 is where she was like a warrior. Yeah. And I just kind of was like to have her have a shield and be in one of the other wars. It's just like, guys, like the you can't not compare this, <laughs> but I oh, think yeah. it was, it was a complete, like not a rip off of, of captain America, but it's like, you're trying to be captain America. It's working. That, yeah. that no man's land sequence is fantastic. It's, it's a hot. fantastic scene. Oh like, man. There's so much good in this that it just like, it does. It's like the moment they go to that airport at the end of the movie, it just like tanks. So freaking yeah. hard. And, and I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't need the whole movie to be in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I said, if you've watched the directed DVD Wonder Woman movie, I'm like, oh, it's so good, man. This, this is your movie. What's Look the other it? one? What's, what's the, 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 uh, bloodline or something like that. Yeah, I think it's bloodline. That's, that one was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, but that, that first animated Wonder Woman movie is very good. Yeah. I just, um, I don't, I don't yeah, get it. I almost I put that one it. on there. Uh, I also almost put the flash on mine. I know I like that one a lot more than you did. Um, yeah. For me, it was, it was, I really, I just, I, it, I, I really liked it. I really did enjoy it. The one that I really had a hard time not putting in my top three, which is Shazam. I, yeah. I really, really liked the first Shazam movie. It was like fun. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I really, really liked that movie. That was the one, but all, but, but that was the one where, where I was debating uh, before the show where I was like, ultimately I liked that movie a lot give gun to my head i'm picking the suicide squad yeah so well and it's it yeah it's like cause what was the what else is on this list hold on let me see so, a lot of stuff i don't like <laughs> like like hey <laughs> but again once you take out batman and superman we're not left with a lot to pick from yeah well and like I rewatched Green Lantern within the last two years. It wow. was nowhere near as horrible as I thought it was, as Very I remembered long. it was. But at the same time, it's not going on a list. No. <laughs> like, like DC stopped making movies for a while after that with good reason. They were in timeout after that movie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was really like that's one of those again where I'm like, like I, I came well, up with again. That was that, that was meant to be their jumping off point for their yeah. universe, and it's like really that's what you guys went to swung with. That was your yeah. first shot. Wow. Okay. It's so many weird. Well, again, like, you watch that now, and you're like, this was supposed to tie in with Man of Steel, really? <laughs> well, my thing was this. Like, I'll say this: once you got Ryan Reynolds on board, you should have just let him be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Pulling well, back on him being Ryan Reynolds. <sighs> Ryan Reynolds wasn't like the um, infallible force of nature that he is right now at the time. Yeah, I know. At the time, he was still kind of in the latter years of just being the funniest actor on screen. 
Yeah. He wasn't the creative tour de force that he's become. That doesn't happen until Deadpool. Yeah. But no, I think, I think the movie's, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's fine. It's bad, but it's not a dumpster fire. Like I thought it was. Yeah, that's sure. Okay. I hate that movie. It's a bummer (laughs) because I really like green lantern. Yeah. Um, But no, yeah, I didn't, I I thought it's, you know, every time I go back and try to rewatch Jonah hex, I like it less. And it's a bummer. <laughs> I here's the thing. The very first I saw it in theaters, and I remember genuinely really liking it. Every, every time I've watched it since, I've liked it less. I don't know what I don't know what was going on when I saw it the first time. I didn't particularly know who Jonah Hex was or who Josh Brolin was. I was just like, cool, it's a cowboy comic book movie. Let me go check it out. And I was super into it. And I'm a teenager at that point. Yeah. Ever since then, I'm like, no, I was an idiot. Or maybe it's just because I've seen such better takes on Jonah Hex since then. Maybe that's it. I've never watched the movie. I couldn't make myself watch it. It's it's so bad. It it's yeah. I, I don't know. I it was I was too young to drink at the time. I wasn't smoking anything at the time. I was sober as can be. I was a I was a I was a pale faced little virgin back then. I I was really into it the first time I saw it. I don't know why, but I really was. Maybe it was uh what's her name? Megan Fox. No, God, no, I hate Megan. I've always hated Megan Fox. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, no. I've never liked Megan Fox at all, ever. I this keep in mind when this movie comes out, I'm already doing stand up and I literally had two minutes of my set at the time that was about how much I hated Megan Fox. <laughs> none of those jokes Fair work, enough. none of those jokes work anymore, but like no, I hate Megan Fox. Nice. Anytime she's in anything, I'm like, wow, I'm already not gonna watch this. Yeah. Now you think uh Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is uh I don't know because I your list. <laughs> I thought about Aquaman. I genuinely thought about it. Didn't make even make my honorable mentions because it's ultimately it was just like I haven't watched it in probably since it came out. No, I mean the the new one. Do you think the new one will change your list? <laughs> uh that movie's never coming out. <laughs> it's never getting released. There's no way it's not coming out this year. There's no way. They- there's they no way in hell it's coming it. out this year. It, we, okay, it. we are recording this on August 30th, 2023. We've not seen a trailer. Correct. We've not seen a trailer, and it's supposed to come out in December. This movie's not coming out this year. There's no <laughs> way. There's absolutely no way. I I'm I'm I think I go back and forth. I think they're just I think somebody said it on, on one of the other podcasts. Like they just want to put it out there and be done. And hope it might do something. Fine, That's all they care on, about. And drop it on Max. Then drop it on Max September first. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I the, the movie's Get never coming out. And hey, again, we don't know when this this episode's coming out in the future. We don't know. This could be coming out whenever. Yeah. So, so I'm curious if you're if you're listening to this episode, uh, uh, hit us up on Twitter and let us know uh, uh, if Aquaman's come out yet. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> you're listening to this episode. Hit us up on well, by now. If, if Twitter even still exists, who knows? Twitter might be gone by now. So whatever social media platform we're available, Good Pods. Good Pods is a great podcast app. It's like the Facebook for for listening to podcasts. They are not paying us to say that. I am just a fan of that app because you can rate and review individual episodes of shows, and I actually think yes. it's really cool because sometimes a podcast puts out a great episode, and sometimes they put one out that sucks eggs and you just kind of want to let them know not your best work um so let us know however however social media exists at the moment yeah. uh what if aquaman's come out or if, if you aquaman's think it ever will come out or if it ever <laughs> you know yeah because we don't know 
I love this joke. I love this joke so much. I, I love doing this in our canned episodes. We don't know what year it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, future Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that mole looked at? I mean, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, look, guy, look, I understand DC has had a tumultuous uh, film history. It is. It has had some highs and it has had some lows. But I think it's safe to say there have been more highs than lows. I, I really do. Um, because even the ones that maybe aren't as like widely popular have pretty low, like, like Constantine and Swamp Thing were not hugely successful movies. Both uh, Constantine broke even and Swamp Thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't have We don't have box office information for it. I can look at it. You can look at it. I, <laughs> all I saw was the budget. So, but people love those movies. Nonetheless, people go back to them to this. I mean, people, there are people who hate Watchmen. Uh, there are people I don't understand, but there are people who hate Watchmen. There are people who think Wonder Woman's the greatest DC movie ever made. Um, there are people who think Aquaman is really good. Those are people that I kind of want to drink with and, and see what's going on in their brain. Um, but DC's done a lot of good. And there's a lot of stuff that we just straight up didn't mention. Um, because it was stuff that we hadn't seen because, because DC, DC as a comic book company has put out such interesting stories and like one shots and things like that. There's a ton of movies out there that are based on DC comics. You probably didn't even know about like yeah. road to perdition road to perdition is based on a DC comic. A lot of folks mm -hmm. don't know that. Um, I had to remind you of that actually when we were making this list. Yeah. I always forget that. There was one uh, a couple of years ago with M Melissa McCarthy. It was just like a movie about people like living in hell's kitchen. And it was based on a DC comic. So like, I mean, they're everywhere. DC, that, that's the kind of the thing I love about. That's what I love about DC so much is DC tends to tell such good stories that they, they, they tell such good stories. They don't even need superheroes in them sometimes. That's that's what I love about DC, and so that's why so, so many of these movies are so good when they just tell good stories. You got you got box office on uh, on Swamp. It says Bank. it's estimated three million. So yeah, it didn't. So didn't it, it it lost money. It didn't even break yeah. even. But people still, but people love that movie, man. People love well, that Swamp Thing movie. Yeah, and I depending on how they got the money with syndication, it probably made its money on that. <laughs> probably i wonder if it's on max i know the show is i wonder if that movie's on max I don't look know. that up somebody let us know on twitter in the future when you're listening to this if, if it's yeah. on max if max even still exists who knows maybe wb folded again <laughs> i'm assuming this episode comes out in like 10 years this is going to come out like in the next month when one of us i gets, know i know it's covid or something like that <laughs> covid does that exist anymore sure it does, <laughs> sure it does because you know what because i we're, look we're coming up on the latter end of the year and for the last two years in a row i got covid in december so we are counting down once again <laughs> fair enough fair enough it is not on hbo max that's fine nor should i'm not gonna you have that. to wait it's on it's on tubi everything's on tubi yeah but you'd have to buy it to watch it on voodoo no youtube voodoo Apple still TV. exists anyway look guys listen <laughs> we're still <laughs> we're we're off on a, on a bit at this point but um no we love this is why i mean we love batman but we love all things dc dc puts out good stuff and so uh we're not like these this top three is a genuine top three this is not an apologetic top three this is like i know i i love these three movies and i will watch them 
anytime they bring them up, especially Constantine, yes. Watchmen, the Suicide. I mean, these are all excellent movies. Um, it, it's yeah, DC's got good stuff out there. It's not just Batman and Superman that puts out good stuff. I know they put out the best stuff, but not just they're not the only good. Um, if anything, that's a testament to why people should go watch Blue Beetle because that movie rocks and it should make a lot more money. Uh, it's already been slated to come out on Max next month, so. Mm. I hope it does good viewership on Max. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Anyway. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Let us know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. Hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. That is going to do it this week on uh, We Are the Batman, which you can find on Twitter at We Are the Batman. I forgot that uh, (laughs) earlier. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter at We Are the Batman. Uh, We'll see you guys again next time. Same bad time, same bad podcast channel. Bye-bye. Twitter might not exist in the future anymore. I don't know. (laughs) 